Hey, it's Sean. And it's Bree. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Jasper Park Lodge in Jasper, Alberta. And for the second topic, we are going to be talking about the Vogue Theater. And you know what? I totally forgot where these were. So, Brie, help me out. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I believe the Vogue Theater was in Vancouver, BC. Yeah. So, and then for our paramedia segment, we are going to be talking about the 2021 film last night in soho interesting yeah it was pretty interesting so i'm i'm looking forward to talking about that and kind of getting into a discussion about that yeah so shan how was your month it was pretty cool um lots of stuff going on um so it's been really busy, but but good, you know, nothing too complicated, just getting things done and organizing and, mm. you know, focusing on certain things and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. And well, spring. Well, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, that's what yeah. people do at springtime, right? <laughs> Start a spring cleaning, literally. Yeah, just kind of like refocusing and, you know, kind of like almost like a rejuvenation because you're out of that kind of winter funk and it's amazing what mm. spring does for some people oh right? yes absolutely yeah so you know and it was nice today and it's oh, been yeah. we've had a couple of nice days and double digit and it's it's nice to have that um a little bit of hope <laughs> yeah the little bit of hope because it you know what it has been a very long winter and we haven't had a long winter like this in a while so and 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 the snow and all that stuff mixed in so it's nice to kind of put it behind us and and look forward to warmer temperatures and mm-hmm. you know now the mask mandates are being dropped as of you know within tonight, the next I oh there we go so tonight So lots of things are changing and uh, all that. So, you know, with that being said, I just hope everybody is safe and, um, you know, it goes in the right direction. And, you know, it's been a long time. We've had, you know, we record from home for so long um, with this podcast and, you know, our goal was to go to different places and 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 see different things and then we started this podcast and then we had you know the pandemic and that kind of we stopped us from doing some of the things that we really wanted to do mm-hmm. uh with the show and and what have you so mm-hmm. but you know we're we're definitely looking forward to you know going to different places now and um, you know, just kind of seeing what we can see as the hosts of the show and, and kind of doing a little bit of like research reporting and yeah. uh, seeing what the average person would experience at these different locations. Sounds good. Yeah. So how's your month been? Um, what's new with you and what's going on? Um, nothing much, really. I started a, a new job. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, te- that's amazing. Technical. So it's different well, for me. Good. Well, not really, because you do like technical things with your podcasts and stuff like that's that. True. So, I mean, it's well, just a, a little bit of a different realm, but, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. it'll help. It'll just uh, uh, broaden my skills, I believe. Oh, for sure. 
for mm-hmm. sure. Anything that you can put under your belt as experience is always a good thing. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, oh, I started a painting, but I've only sketched it out so far. Well, let's start. That's good. Mm-hmm. See anything good? Anything new? Um, anything interesting besides last night in Soho that we're going to talk about later? I did watch a movie, and I'm trying to think of what it was called. I believe it was on Netflix. It was like one of those psychological thrillers. Okay. I'm just going to see if I can remember, find the name of it. Is it like a mainstream kind of movie, <laughs> or is it more like a, something that's kind of hidden in within Netflix and you got to find it? No, I think it was something that was on the either new two, like in the new two list. Right, right. Or what's like hot right now or something like that. Right. I'm just checking my, uh... oh, Pieces of Her. That was a really interesting show. So I definitely checked that out. It's very um, suspenseful. And it's, uh, I think her name is Toni Collette. The main actress. I like her. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's good in comedy. Um, Mm -hmm. She's good in horror. Um, I think one I seen her in was Krampus. Oh, really? Have you you ever seen Muriel's wedding? No. (laughs) That's with all the ABBA songs. Yeah, I think so. That's the one me and my sister like. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. And Sixth Sense. Yeah, that was good, too. Oh, yeah, she was in that, too. Um, she's been in... Oh, Connie and Carla. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. If you've never seen it, definitely check that out. That's with Nina Verdalis. Mm-hmm. I can't say her name properly. She was the one in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Oh, The Adam Project. It's, I guess, more sci-fi than supernatural. Well, no, I think they use the term supernatural in the, in the movie, but it was actually such a great movie. I loved it from beginning to end. All the actors, I, I love anything Ryan Reynolds does, but this was really a great movie. I would totally recommend it. And where can you find it? Netflix. <laughs> nice, nice. So definitely check it out. You know, it's just our opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, check it out and see what you think. But anyway, so let's get right into talking about Jasper Park Lodge in Alberta. Sounds good. All right. Well, Jasper Park Lodge is a 442-room hotel belonging to the Fairmont chain, and it's settled on a 700-acre site on Lac Bilvert and Jasper National Park. It was established in 1921 by the Canadian National Railway, as we've heard so many times before. Yeah, they always seem to come up. (laughs) Yeah, always at some point or another within, you know, either a lodge or hotel or, you know, this, that or what have you. Yeah. It was also part of Canada's Grand Railway Hotels. Jasper in the early 1900s had a few hotels established during the construction of the railway. The earliest form of accommodation along the Lac Beauvert came in 1915 when Robert Kenneth and Fred and Jack Brewster established Tent City. 
It had 10 large tents with wooden walls and floors as well, and a cooking tent built along the lakefront. They rented it out daily and weekly. Over 260 visitors stayed that summer. It opened officially July 15th in 1915 to a successful summer, but failed to reopen due to the First World War. On June 15th, 1919, Fred and Jack Brewster returned from the war and purchased Tent City from Robert Kenneth and reopened it to a success and expanded it in 1920 with a long kitchen, dining room, and dance pavilion. In 1921, the Canadian National Railway purchased Tent City and began plans for a hotel site with the first bungalow, opening in June 1922 under the same name Jasper Park Lodge. John Schofield, the CNR architect, saw a hotel that altered the valley's view as little as possible and blended into the natural surroundings. He wanted a number of small rustic log cabins rather than a traditional large resort. In January of 1923, the new president of the CNR visited Jasper and liked the development and wanted more development along the line. During the winter of 1922-1923, construction began and there were a number of new bungalows designed. The central lodge was used on a fairstone foundation, including lounges, dining room, snack room, kitchens, offices, a large stone fireplace with animal heads mounted, and was said to be the world's largest single-story log building. By 1925, Jasper Park Lodge consisted of more than 50 log structures, and by 1927, there was rooms for 425 guests. In 1927 and 1928, Central Lodge was expanded and doubling the size of the building, and more cabins were built. In addition, between 1928 and 1931, more cabins built, including the luxury cabins and more smaller cabins, taking capacity up to 550 guests. Tourism in the park grew in the 40s, but was short-lived as the Second World War hit the lodge closed to the public in 1942 until the spring of 1946. In 1943 to 1944, the lodge was used as a winter training base for the the mountain troops. Many of the original log bungalows were modernized and replaced in the 1940s through the 1960s. On July 15, 1952, a fire broke out in the Central Lodge, which destroyed the entire building. One employee who helped guests out died due to burns sustained and was said to be caused by faulty wiring. At the time of the fire, the Lodge had a new plan underway to build a new Central Lodge, and construction began within a few weeks of the fire. The new lodge had a 700-square-meter design. It included fireproof steel and concrete, firestone and cedar roof, which blended with the original bungalows and environment. The new central lodge was completed on June the 9th of 1953. It was sold to Canadian Pacific Hotels in 1988 and became a year-round resort destination. A five-year restoration completed in 1994 to the current 442 rooms and public amenities. 
In 2001, the chain was redone and formed into the Fairmont Hotels and Resorts. In 2006, the lodge was purchased by Oxford Properties, but is operated under the Fairmont brand. A Fairmont spa was added in 2010. 2015-16, a renovation to all the rooms was completed to modernize the decor. There was an Italian restaurant that was added. Uh, Also some patios, um, Thompson Terrace Golf Course, and a sushi bar. I don't know if you're down with that. The whole place sounds lovely. I don't yeah, need sushi, does. but yeah, and I, like I mean, I wouldn't go there for sushi, but like I mean, everything else is just—it seems really, really nice. Also, in 2015, the Fairmont was acquired by a French company, Accor, which included several Canadian historic hotels, including the Jasper Park Lodge. So that's basically all I got for the Jasper Park Lodge. But which was good information because there was quite the history there with regards to, to, uh, to that whole thing. So I'm going to definitely now pass it over to Bree to tell us about the ghost of the Jasper Park Lodge in Alberta. Bree? Thanks, Sean. No problem. <laughs> The lodge is rumored to be the location where a employee was startled while climbing the stairs and plummeted to their death. And that happened in the 1940s. And the staircase is apparently one of the most haunted places um, in the place. And it was said that a housekeeper was the one who fell and broke her neck. She'd been known by um, the visitors to push people down the stairs. So she's kind of a sinister ghost, I guess you could say. Uh, She's responsible for the chilly winds that sometimes blow down on you. People have reported saying that they feel like they're being watched when they're near the staircase, like somebody's there. And, And then animals have also said to get very hesitant and try to not go towards the stairway. There was a security guard, apparently, that claimed to receive phantom calls from that cabin. Only when he arrives there, no one's there. Others have reported that while in the cabin or the lodge, they get these chills on the hair on the back of their neck, and it starts, you know, like it's standing up or whatever, and it feels like someone is watching them. Hmm. Imagine. Like, I mean, I we say that, I, well, I say that a lot. Oh, imagine that. But... I don't like I don't that know. feeling when you feel like someone's watching. Yeah, I don't. Because it's like the, what are, some people refer to it, I think, as the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, not the most pleasant feeling in the world. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It depends on how receptive you are and what you take from it, true. I guess. Yeah. Right? That's true, too. Um, There was also a senior couple dressed in old-fashioned clothing, and they've been seen by, I guess, quite a few patrons there. And they're either dancing or sitting at a table at one of the restaurants. (laughs) Um, Some have seen an apparition walk through the wall. That's so cute. Sorry, I just wanted to go back to that because, you know, that's what I would like to see if I was to experience a ghost. Mm -hmm. Just something, like, totally cute like that. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So, anyway, sorry about that. Go ahead. No problem. (laughs) 
So some have said that they've seen the uh, apparition walk through the walls. And um, sometimes they'll rearrange the furniture overnight uh, or they'll switch the lights on and off. Uh, they've seen children's handprints appear on the window in the main ballroom. And people have noted that there's like an eerie feeling of being watched in the ballroom as well. So there must be, he must be a ghost that travels throughout. And just if a lot of people are in that area or even maybe one person, he would want to be there and bother them <laughs> yeah it's amazing how like how many people are there like mm-hmm. that particular space but then anything could happen over the years things that you don't hear about you know yeah. and things that you do hear well, some about. people don't even tell their stories either because they're like right. that totally didn't happen <laughs> right and that's true and you do you know you have the non-believers and you have the believers and you know you yeah. have all that different stuff but you know, but a story is a story, and eventually it gets told, right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. <laughs> um, so there's also been uh, some people have said that um, their items have been uh, mysteriously moved around or mucked about with, uh, and then there's been unexplained phone calls to the front desk or to the switchboard. Uh, there's that. Um, and another mention of uh, animals are said to be very uncomfortable near the stairwells. I think that's a key indicator right there. If, you know, yeah, I if know. an animal doesn't want to go there, then I mean, that should be a clear indicator for you as a person to go. Right. Yeah, maybe I don't want to do that, you know, just yeah. saying. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's all I have for the lodge. Jasper nice. Lodge. Well, that was good. That was interesting. I really like those stories. All right. Well, now on to the Vogue Theatre in Victoria, British Columbia. The Vogue Theatre is an Art Deco, modern-style building, originally a movie house, and currently used as a venue for performing arts. It sits on Vancouver's Theatre Row, and it was designated a National Historic Site in Canada in 1993. It was designed by architecture firm Kaplan and Sprockman, and it was one of the most significant architectural accomplishments in the city, defining characteristics where the theater sleek lines, curved and fluid connections, streamlined contours, terrazzo panels, and terracotta piers. Construction began in the 1940s and was completed in 1941. After opening, it served primarily as a movie theater for people of Vancouver who were eager for stylish entertainment. The first screening was 1938's British ice hockey comedy, I See Ice. Although the theater earned a quick reputation for one of the best concert venues in the city, the first musical performance was in April 1941 by Dal Richard and his band. It was operated by Canadian Odeon Theatres until 1984, then by Cineplex Odeon. The restoration in 1998 brought the theatre back to its original appearance, as well as state-of-the-art light and sound system. In 2010, the owner announced the intention to turn the theatre into an event space. Since then, it has hosted world-class events such as Vancouver's Comedy Fest, Vancouver's International Film Festival, and Vancouver's Jazz Festival. Now, switching it over to Brie, and she's going to tell us about some of the haunted experiences and some of the ghosts that are inhabiting 
this Vogue theater in Vancouver. Bree? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. No problem. So the Vogue theater is home to the spirit of a dark haired and I guess kind of very, they said severe looking, but I'm not really sure if I understand what they mean. Do they mean like he looks sinister? What would you think? Maybe. Like, I'm, you know, when you say something like that, this is going to sound really cheesy. But you remember that game Nightmare? <laughs> oh my God, yes. That's what I think of, like, kind of like sinister and kind of like creepy, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So apparently they said that they've encountered um, him in the working areas of the premises, on stage, on the catwalks, in the projection booth, and sometimes in the basement hallway. His ghost has also been seen in the main, in the main audience level, too, close to the stage, though. Uh, many staff members have had experience with ghosts. Some have felt his presence in the narrow corridor downstairs. They jokingly refer to this corridor as the haunted hallway uh, because of how creepy it is. And uh, apparently the phantom uh, likes to make banging noises and slam doors and stuff once in a while. So the ex-manager that worked there stated, and I quote, I was locking up the carpentry room in the basement and got this distinct feeling that someone was behind me. And he turned around and he saw what he described as a three-dimensional shadow by the door. He scrambled the hell out, out into the hall and then saw nobody there <laughs> he was the only one around and uh, he left the theater pretty quick after that um apparently he um and he quotes i believe i set the speed record that day of leaving the building <laughs> that's funny right there <laughs> yeah that's that that would be me <laughs> <laughs> And then, apparently, a month or two later, there was a drum kit that was set up on stage for this Beatles tribute band called Revolver. Um, and the uh, manager, Allman, I didn't say his name earlier, but that was the manager who used to work there. Um, he walked up the stairs to the stage uh, from the lower level and heard a basic like beat on the drums. And uh, like one on the kick drum and the one on the bass drum. Uh, he Being played while he was standing there so he looked around there was nobody there and uh he looked all over to see if anybody was even hiding nothing um and he said he wondered for the longest time whether or not someone was playing tricks on him or if that was actually the ghost up on stage but um wow. they say they say maybe it was the ghost of buddy rich yeah Definitely. It's crazy how some people have those experiences that are so profound. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty neat um, when when you see that. And I mean, you know, uh, when you see a lot of those ghost program shows that we, you know, that we've talked about on the show as well in the past, you know, they definitely tell a very concrete story about this person's experience. And sometimes they're so elaborate it's so crazy and it's hard to believe almost yeah um and i'm not saying that they were fake or anything like that but it's just so um blows you away yeah it blows you away but it's almost like um 
it's such confirmation, such confirmation, mm-hmm. but yet still some people don't believe it. I don't get it. But anyways, anything more for the Vogue theater? Yes, actually. Uh, there's this little thing at the end of the website <clears throat> and I thought I wanted to share it there. Um, so apparently there were two in early 2000, there was two psychic mediums that went to the Vogue theater and, um, because there's been so much activity over the years, they wanted something, you know, to see if anybody else was experiencing it. Right. So they invited these two psychics and, um, they both sensed that someone, someone had experienced a bad fall near the fly gallery, the ropes and weights that support and carry theatrical scenery, like in the back, I guess there at the stage. Um, there weren't, they weren't able to say whether the accident was severely, like the person was severely injured or had died. Um, and then the manager says that the information has not been verified. So they don't know a hundred percent what happened at the stairs or in that area. Um, they did do some research though, and found that in the 1990s, There was no record of anyone having been injured or killed in the theater. Huh, really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting and pretty crazy at the same time because you have so many um, accounts of of this happening, right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it doesn't mean maybe it's not what happened in the theater. Maybe it's what happened on the land before it became the theater. Yeah, that's very true too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that happen too. It's it's what's been on the land before that mm-hmm. creates the problem in the dwelling. You know, we've heard of new buildings having problems, and that's because of the land that it's on. You know, yeah. but you know what? It's, anything can happen, right? Exactly. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I have for the Vogue Theater. Vogue Theater. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the- for the Vogue Theater in uh, Vancouver, BC. Cool. So now we're going to move into the paramedia segment, and we are going to talk about The Last Night in Soho, which was released in October of 2021. Um, And it was directed by Edgar Wright, and it was written by Edgar Wright and Christy Wilson-Carnes, and it stars Thomason McKenzie, Anya, Taylor Joy, and Matt Smith. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't get a chance to see this in the theater, which I did want to, but there was kind of a lot going on with regards to COVID and all that other stuff. So um, I did get to see it at home. And um, it was a very interesting movie in the way that it was done uh, with regards to the storyline and the imagery and the costumes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just found it to be a really well put together story from start to finish with regards to the visual, the sound the music, the dancing, the singing, the, 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 this, the, that, and it just mm-hmm. kind of all worked together. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I like how artsy it was. Uh, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. The soundtrack was great. 
Yeah, it was it was really good. It it really um, caught your attention, but mm-hmm. it really never gave anything away. So yeah, so that movie, it, as we were saying, it just kind of keeps you right until the end. Um, and you know, there there's been a lack of those type of movies that really um, kind of keep it held off until that point. So mm-hmm. it was very uh, refreshing to see, even though it was very um, back in the day timepiece kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I I like the fact that, cause I, when I watch a movie, I can usually predict what's going to happen and I'll right. say it before it happens. Right. I usually drive everybody around me nuts. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that's what's going to happen. And then they're like, and then it happened. Yeah. I've right. watched so many movies, right? So it was like that with uh, with this one here. I, I did not at all expect what to happen to happen. Not at all. Yeah. I was totally shocked. And I like that. Me too. So definitely, if you have a chance to see it, definitely, definitely, definitely see it. Um, you will not be disappointed with regards to... Um, the film. I just wanted to kind of tell the uh, plot of the movie before we kind of end it. So you have a basic idea of the whole thing. So an inspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all what it appears to be. And the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. And it definitely does. It mm-hmm. uh, goes from a very lighthearted movie to something that's very dark and dingy um, mm-hmm. near the end. So it kind of, the, I think the character, like the young girl that the story's about at the beginning, what is her name again? El- Ellie. Yes. Because at the beginning, she's very, you know, innocent, young, just freshly going off to college, right? Right. And but just to interrupt or interject there, that it seems but that she has a, um, they kind of hint that she has a mental instability. Only because of what happened to her mother. Right. But it seemed that she was more um, drawn to this scenario because of that. I thought so too, only because... At, at a certain point of the story, when they left the bar, when they went to the Halloween party. Right. When that point happened, at first I was like, okay, so now is she having visions or is she actually, you know, seeing ghosts from the past? You know what I mean? Because we know that back in the day people who had mental illnesses were just put into an insane asylum and never really helped. Right. And her mother, what year did this take place in the, was it in the sixties? Well, the vision, but not the girl. She was actually in London, but what year was it again? Now. Cause they had Ellie? cell phones. Oh, it was supposed to be now. Yeah. Oh, right. They yeah. did. But it was almost like talking? this, this girl was fueling her vision. Right? Like she was trying to be a fashion designer and she was taking the fashions that she was seeing in the 60s when she was having those quote unquote flashbacks, right? 
it's so hard to really to talk about it without giving anything away because I know <laughs> it's, there were so many pivotal points in the story when you're like, Oh my God. And, and then it yeah. still surprised you. Right. And that's just it. We don't want to give it away. So yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to see it for yourself. Definitely. It's a very, I, I really like artsy movies and the, the young girl that played Eloise, she kind of like, cause she had posters on her walls of like, uh, Audrey Hepburn and stuff, right? Yes. When she was dancing around. Yes. And she kind of reminded me, like, she had that sort of mannerisms, was yeah. like someone like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, she did. And Very you could elegant, definitely see that. Yeah. 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 And, the, and you could see that coming through um, mm -hmm. because it was like an idol for her, right? Yeah. Just like her mom. So, yeah. So it was definitely a good movie. So, two thumbs up from us. That's for sure. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, let's bring it to a close and let's uh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with us. Bree? All righty. Yeah. So you could reach us at paranormalfilescanada at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Paranormal Files Canada. We're also on Instagram at Canada Paranormal Files. And on Twitter at PFC Sean underscore Bree. So reach out to us if you have a story, if there's something you would like us to research, or if you know of something that you would like to share. So we want to say thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope that uh, you're having a good start to spring and we'll definitely see you in Oct uh, October. I'll be all right. <laughs> wishful thinking, wishful thinking. Can we Halloween. get to summer, please? We haven't even got to summer. Come on. I know. I know. I'm not rushing it. I'm really not. It was just a genuine mistake. Just Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, we hope you have a good spring and a good Easter and we will definitely see you in April. Yep, that's right. Um, you know, take care of everybody, take care of yourself, and don't forget to stay, stay spooky. spooky.